Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, Hello, everyone. We're Hi. back. We are starting a cult. It's me. It's Grant, as usual. It's Grant. I'm back, y'all. I didn't go anywhere. No, we're still here. Uh, we're here with Mr. Jake. You know, Jay, whatever you want to call him. Jay, Jay. The, you know, I don't know. I don't know, man. We're your hosts. We're both. We're both here. We are. It's only us today. It's good. We're back. It's happening. Um, today, I have my own mic. This is one of those things, um, believe it or not, if you have followed us from the very beginning to uh, before we transitioned to where we are now, Libsyn. you will know what this episode is about, but um, we've decided that uh, in the honor of us you know, maturing as a show, we are going to do this episode again and make it a little bit... Uh, a little bit more digestible, yeah, I'd say. Yeah, probably. It just we can do it better. We can do this way better. Is the other one still up on the internet? Yeah, in the uh, in the old archives there. I still have it too, saved. Nice. Um. Well, yeah, we we also do it a, a bit buck, better. We'll give you the original too. Hey, there you go. Um. Yeah, so it's out there. Uh, I don't know what we want to do. This, I'll just tell you. The guy's name is. William Schnoblin, okay? Bill. And Yeah, Bill Bill Schnoblin. Billy Boy. Bill Schnoblin, uh, Ed Schneebly. Ned Schneebly, maybe? They're all acceptable. But yeah. Bill, Bill's a very special, special character because... Interesting man. I'll tell you this. The, just, just paint this in an image right in your head, okay? This was about two, maybe two and a half years ago. I was sitting on my computer... Just doing my thing, right? Just reading my little information, you Exploring know. Exploring the deep, dark underbelly of the internet. It was the stuff I like to look at, you know, the weird kind of occult stuff mixed in with a little uh, humor, if you will. I don't know. Just the stuff that I do in my spare time. And let's just say and, this guy is a jackpot. And what I Both stumbled upon, act. this was, it was about, I'll never forget it. Yep. It was in the middle of the summer. And, um,. I it was probably about one in the afternoon. I remember calling Mitch, and he was like, "Yo, what's going on?" And I was like, "Mitch, you have to get over here right now." 
Like I, he probably thought it was an emergency, yeah. or like something crazy was going on. He's like, "All right, I'll be there in like it's three like minutes." Someone's in the house. So he he hops his car. He's here within like ninety seconds, and uh, I just show him what I'm looking at. I read some of it to him, and we look at each other, and it's just like, "This yes. is fucking yes." Crazy. We found it. We finally found it. Okay, so Dr. Bill Schnoblin, uh quick, quick, quick overview. Yeah, we'll just give a, a he, few of his uh, uh, his resume, go through it a little bit. Yeah, so he was a satanic priest, a Catholic priest, a witch, a Satanist, a satanic warlock, a 90-degree Freemason, and one other special thing that we will throw in when we get to it, <laughs> because it would just spoil all the fun. Yeah, we, we all want to. Yeah, right now. Yeah, oh, but uh, how does that make you feel? That's where we're going. You might no, no, no. Let me just rephrase this. You didn't hear me wrong. A ninetieth degree Freemason. You didn't hear me wrong. That's what I. Yeah. Would, that's what he says. Yeah. Which is uh, let's see how many more. Impossible. That is. Yeah, that is impossible. It's thirty three is the highest rank, but. Uh, I mean, now there are supposedly some, like sects of Freemasonry that can go up to that, but they're not in the Midwest. They're yeah. Where he's from, actually. Dude, one of my favorite things about looking up this guy is this, like, chart that keeps showing up for, like, his timeline of when he was is it this? involved. In- yeah, it's that. It's- <laughs> it just is a timeline of things that he was into during periods of his life over, like, many years. Yeah, how about, I, uh, I won't oh, give you the God. years yet. We'll kind of break it down. I'll post it on here. all the shit after this. We have Roman Catholicism, UFO studies, Wicca, Spiritism, Old Catholicism, Freemasonry, Satanism, hardcore Satanism. There we go. Special surprise to come later. <laughs> Mormonism, <laughs> and, and then born, born again. again. Oh, oh yes. I don't think you guys are prepared for. I don't know if I'm prepared to go back into this guy, man. I I remember when we first did the first episode of this, and like just you and researching me it. It was nine hours. It was of infuriating. Interviews. It made me like. Oh God! I remember David. It was, it was it was not good. Yeah, dude, David <laughs> was not even having it. He was like, "I'm going to the fucking military." He's probably why he joined the military. Is Mr. Bill and us yeah, watching him constantly? We were watching. We were on hour like five, and you, me, and Mitch were cracking up at the shit he was saying. And David just looks at us and gets up, and he's like, "I'll see you guys tomorrow. I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm out of here." Like, he I just have to left. go. It was like I oh, need okay. to leave right now. No, he oh left. yes, but yeah, so. Without further ado, I guess we'll just jump right in. Yeah, let's go into uh, some of the specifics here. Yeah, okay. So he was born in 1949. 1949. What an old bitch. Yeah, so he's old. Uh, He was raised Catholic by his family. Uh, He went through Catholic grade school and Catholic high school. And then he entered the minor seminary at Loris College to become a priest in 1967. So he was uh he was en route to becoming a priest, uh presumably a Catholic priest, you know, that's that was his bag, that was yeah. his uh his little happy fun time. Yeah, he was raised like Catholic, but supposed well he was he was in a very religious family, Catholic family, but he he claims to have not known who Jesus was. Yeah. For some reason, well, I, I don't know how like, that works. Maybe they were like the hardcore, uh, like only Old Testament Catholics. Isn't that just the Jews? 
in a sense, but it's, maybe they were, way. they're more hardcore than the Jews. I don't know. I don't know. This guy's full of Bill shit. Bill is just an enigma all around. I don't know. No, he's but... full of shit. And then, uh, according to him, the, uh, in the same year, 1967, one of his professors at uh, Loris College uh, introduced him to the occult. And uh, I don't mean the occult as in, uh, like, what's popular on the TV. Like, you know, like, uh, American Horror Story. It's like, ooh, it's a cult. No, this is, like, legit, like, Aleister Crowley, this is sex his, magic. It, yeah, it it really uh, consumed his entire life. This is like hardcore magic, like shit that will like consume who you are as a person. And it did. It very much did. Yeah. So that, just keep that in mind. We'll get a little bit more into it later. Um. But yeah. So then, in 1968, he became a Wiccan priest in the. He was a first degree in the Algard Rite. Now. This is something, uh, it's funny, I actually got a couple comments from people that listened uh, to the original. Yeah. And uh, we were talking about, like, Wicca in general. And just everyday people that I know personally made the, the super valid point that you cannot become a priest in almost anything within a year. Yeah. Like, it takes dedication and yeah, time. Yeah, that was, yeah. <laughs> so that's already strike one. He just shoots to the top, man. He's already the head boss, right? He's the head honcho there. He's uh, taking care of Wicca business. Yeah, so then uh, he uh, in 1971, just three years later, he graduated from college, and he took a leave of absence from uh, his studying of the priesthood. And uh, in this time, he kind of got more involved in the occult, things of that nature. Uh, he got a job teaching music in a Catholic high school in Iowa from 71 to 73. So he was teaching the youth. He was doing his thing, man. Yeah. And then um, he actually met his wife, who he would marry later on uh, in 1972 uh, in Iowa at the same time. The Iowa. Iowa. Iowanian. Iowanian wife. The Iowanian. Um, okay, he was ordained a spiritualist minister in the Alliance of Divine Love in 1972. Oh, I, I have a feeling that... Right. That, I have a feeling... Hold on, give me a minute. Let me okay, look yeah. I, just initially, my thought is the Alliance of Divine Love is some kind of just like commune. Yeah, it sounds very uh, hippie commune Oh, they have a dot .org. Oh, fuck. They have a oh, dot Oh, dude, there's org. a big obelisk. In the midst, oh, an look, obelisk look in like the sun, in the middle of the ocean. It will not tell us what they do. Um, there, yeah, what are they weird. ideal for? Right there, what does that say? Life coaches, mentors, teachers. It's they're okay. like oh, uh, you know what they are, dude. It, they're like the super hippies. Like they do like the energy work. You know, like they realign oh, your energy. They're beams. like, oh yes, you walked in the room and I could just feel your energy was off. You got to give me seven ninety nine an hour, yeah, and I'll uh, get get you on this eight week trial, which comes into play uh, later in his life because uh, I'm gonna bounce back and forth a little bit too with just things that he does now because yeah. he's still as active as an individual. Yeah, he's like seventy years old. He's still kicking. He's extremely anti vaccine. He really is. Only because <laughs> he has a Twitter page. He's that's ex- all he talks about. He's extremely uneducated and doesn't understand that uh, 
by not vaccinating your kids, not only are you putting them in danger, but you're putting every other child around them in danger. And if you refuse to vaccinate your children, you are very stupid. And I'm sorry if you disagree with me, but you are extremely stupid because we're in the age of uh, technology and information. And if you are too stupid to look up that information, your child should die because that's just what's going to happen because you're not giving them the medicine they need to thrive and survive. Yeah, that's so on you, buddy. I'm sorry to tell you. That's, yeah. that's just bad news. Yeah, I know of a few people. It's it's very heartbreaking. It, it's disgusting. It's not good. Anyways. Vaccinate your kids. Anyways, let's get back into Bill, all right, Billy boy? Billman. Uh, so he flew to Boston to become a priest in the Alexandrian Rite of Wicca in February of 1973. So, okay, so wasn't he already a priest in Wicca? He just wanted to do it again? He was he, a, different, was, was a uh, different Reich? Yeah, different Reich, yeah. Right? He was uh, Algard Reich, originally. Jesus. Yeah, he's not He's not that bad yet. Yeah, yeah, not not quite yet. He might get there. We never the know. Reich. He's a weirdo, but yeah. not that bad. So he's doing that, right? He's out in Boston. Uh, then he, in the summer of 73... He traveled into Arkansas, no Arkansas, I'm just <laughs> uh, to study. America, explain to study under the Grand Master Druid of North yes. America. Yes, I love it when he talks about the Druids. <laughs> oh yes, 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 yes. <laughs> then um, he flew out there in the summer of '73, right? Yeah. And then um, he was made a Druidic high priest in uh, July. Of 1973. <laughs> so in like a month. You know what I think this is? Within like a month. I think he's running into people that are just like, if you give me $10,000, <laughs> I'll make you a priest. He's, just, he's like, I'm already 500000 like, in the hole. power, man. Give me this. This guy loves me. <laughs> or he's just talking to people. Like, you know those people who like, they, they talk to someone on a plane and then they like, just like, yeah, my friend uh, from this, this place. It's like, uh, Wait, who? He's like, yeah, I met him. It's like you—you you mm. sat next to him for two hours. Yeah, my friend. Maybe he's doing that, but with like their their personalities and like religious beliefs and stuff. That's he's just my like, thought. He's like, this is yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a druid, all right. And then so I, am I. I'm the I'm the leader. In late July of seventy three, um, he had a witch hand fasting to his wife uh, in Zion State Park in Zion, Illinois. A lot of Zion. And uh, this is another thing. Uh, as far as I'm aware, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, anyone out there, I believe hand fasting is essentially marriage. Yeah. In, like, Wicca. That's yeah, like kind of what yeah. they do. It's that's hand like their, fasting. Yeah, that's their uh, their little ceremony. Yeah, that, that's that's what I've uh, that's what I've encountered on the, the information. Do hunt. we know if they're actually married, or is it, was that it? Did they sign a document at City Hall to... Man. To like uh, to do that? If I knew, I I don't know. I'll be completely honest. I don't with know you. if I would even be happier if I knew that information. Honestly, there's so much more to get to. It's, okay. Yeah. You, you know, ready for this? Let's uh, do it. So July, Whatever. he's made a uh, you know a druidic high priest. Yeah, in the the course of a month. And then in the fall of '73, he goes back to Boston to be made a high priest uh, in the third degree of the Alexandrian Rite of Wicca. Wow. Well, he probably got his foot in the door at the first one anyway, so yeah, all right. And then in 1973, he began his own covens in Dubuque and Davenport, Iowa. Dubuque. Dude, Iowa is just this guy's hub. I love it. 
Oh yeah, here, I love, here's to answer your, love. here's to answer your question. Good. Uh, in May of '74, he was legally married through the Alliance of Divine Love. I feel like that's also not like a legal marriage. <laughs> Are we <laughs> like, sure? I I am not sure. They do have a dot org. I guess they could marry people. Okay. I don't know, man. So, um, then he moves to Milwaukee in August of '74, and he begins teaching people witchcraft. Okay. Sounds good. He's got uh, the the uh, you know the uh, the ability to do that in many different places. So you may as well start doing it. Actually. Now. Okay. okay. So let me let me say a couple things here. So yes. uh, in late '75, he uh, becomes involved with the Church of Satan. Sounds good. Okay. Which uh, Levay and Satanism. Yes. Satanism? I will give him this. He is. I'll tell you what, when you listen to him talk, he's he's remotely knowledgeable. I'll give him that. Um, he knows what he's saying. Yeah, for those of you not familiar with this, Levian Satanism is, I guess, in a sense, you would not call it real Satanism. It's not real. It's, uh... it's extreme atheism. It's atheism that is created to mock Christianity. That's all it is. Basically, yeah. It's uh, there's the the god that you worship in that religion is yourself. Calling it Satanism really is just like a slap in the face to Catholicism. It's not real Satanism. Yeah, it's because Anton Lavey he was a he was a circus guy. You know, he was yeah. a showman. He owned a fucking lion and he played the harpsichord. So that dude was all about <laughs> doing crazy shit. Okay. Just- you can't own a lion and play the harpsichord and expect to be taken seriously. No, he's fucking nuts. Dude, he had that black dude, house in you know, uh, California. <laughs> like, dude, the guy's dude, fucking nuts. Dude, you know where else there's a lion? On uh, on Bill Schnoblin's website, the With One Accord Ministries. Oh. There's just a lion and uh, and candles. And every, every, And every single thing is just a link to a book. And then the funny thing about this, uh, as I've said, Satanism, it is, whether you want to believe it or not, uh, the Church of Satan is not a harmful religion. It's, uh, it's actually very about helping out, you know, people. And not the, Essentially, the rules are don't be an asshole. Yeah, basically. It's like you can do whatever you want as long as it doesn't impede other people from doing what they want. Yeah, exactly. And um, Just don't be a dick. He, he agrees to that. He talks about that, right? But then also he states that uh, Anton LaVey was sacrificing children, having sex rituals, and feeding corpses to his pet lion, and making up a bunch of fabrications. Um, okay, this is. I also want to get into something with this, because this will play in later. All right, all right. So Anton LaVey, he was a huge proponent of something called psychic vampires. Vampirism. Right? And essentially what psychic vampirism is is you know how a vampire would eat like eat your blood drink your blood yeah like and that sustains you physically and that keeps them alive yeah a psychic vampire does that but they do it through mentality so that they will drain your energy and essentially psychic vampires are like assholes they're like people that just kind of suck and like when you're around them, they, they just literally make you suck, groggy yeah. and like suck your like life force out of you, and you're just yeah. like, "Wow, you just I'm feel fucking drained. tired and depressed because this asshole's in this room with yeah. me." Yeah, but really, they're just feeding on that energy that they're sucking out of you. Yeah, so that, and I'll tell you what, as far you want to get technical with it, I think psychic vampirism is 
a very real thing. Oh, yeah. In a sense. I mean, I've met plenty of people where it's like you're talking to them, it's just like, dude, dude I gotta shut get, up. I gotta get out of like, here. Like, you're making like, me exhausted having to fucking listen to you talk. It's very true. I'm yeah. looking at you, Mitch. But I, No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I love you. Yeah. I, I love you, buddy. He's not gonna listen to this. He doesn't listen to episodes he's not on. But no, um, I, uh, so psychic vampirism is huge. And there is one particular thing that, uh, Anton LaVey talks about in his teaching, and that is the use of energy and psychic energy. So if anybody uh, is familiar with Jane Mansfield, you are you know what I'm talking about? Mansfield Prison? No, it's, no it's she's not. an actress. Yeah. yeah. She was a member of the Church of Satan, along with Sammy Davis Jr. at the time. Hell yeah. And Sammy. Jane Mansfield and... Anton LaVey had a personal relationship, and apparently, as the story goes, her agent uh, really, really, really requested that she break off uh, her, you know, personal friendship with LaVey, because it makes sense. I mean, this was, you yeah, know... Yeah, it's like, well, this is bad the, press, if anything. Yeah, it's, it was not know. good for her uh, in the press, you know, the satanic shit, but nonetheless, she stayed friends with him, and then... Eventually, he convinced her to kind of, like, break away. And according to LaVey, he put a, uh, he sat down, meditated, and put out a large amount of psychic energy in the hopes of decapitating her agent. And, uh, and you'll never guess what happens next. Yeah, if any of you are familiar with uh, Jane Mansfield, you know how that story ends. It's true. Because uh, she was fucking decapitated by a semi-truck. Mm-hmm. So sometimes that happens. Anton LaVey does take credit for that. He says that uh, essentially when you do something like that, you focus all that energy and that rage. Uh, once it's out there in the universe, you can't control where it goes. It's just that bolt of energy's out there, and he aimed it, and it she got a little too close, and boom, it wiped off on her. Yeah, basically he was a sniper, and there was wind he didn't account for. Yeah, uh, so... This is the shit we're dealing with in this church, which uh, Bill Schnoblin is now a member of. And uh, he becomes a member of that church, and then he also uh, becomes a warlock in that church. Um, yeah, so he keeps doing all that shit, right? He's just he's just trucking along, man. He's just uh, he, he made a living, basically, off of just uh, experimenting with all these different things. Yes, and then uh, all this time, he's in Milwaukee, and he's real heavy into occult shit. Yep. So if you're... Uh, this is another thing. If you're not familiar with this, um, I, um, it's hard. It's It's got to be its own episode for you to fully what get what we're doing. Like, the kind of occult things he was into like yeah. the magic um i guess essentially what we're gonna i guess the rundown here is he was doing uh crowley magic things of that sort uh extreme meditation uh invocating uh demons things of that nature yeah yeah uh if you're familiar with uh, the lesser key of solomon he was doing things of that nature you know summoning beasts and demons to which do is, his bidding yeah which Pretty much, no matter who you ask, uh, no one's going to say that that's a good idea. No, but no, no, uh, no. yeah, everything in that book is supposed to just stay in that book. But uh, I have yeah, that and book. And I know, do we? Don't want yeah, to use it like we that. bring it out every once in a while. But uh, we it, bring it out to freak out people that are new. You yeah. know, they hang out and it's like, hey, check this yeah, shit out. Yeah, talking about Crowley. One of the big things that Alistair Crowley did was uh, 
he was in uh he had a castle off Lake Loch Ness. Yes, and that's did. where he did a um I forgot what it was exactly called, but he was basically trying to summon his um his uh, guardian angel. Interesting. And it went very not not correct. It was not it didn't it didn't pan out. No. No. And um, he broke focus. Another thing to keep in mind when it comes to uh, Crowley specifically He's, you know, the grand. He's the Mac Daddy of he like, really the cult is. He's magic. He's like the badass. He's not the only guy. He's not the original guy, but he is one of the guy. He's he's probably one of the most well known. He's names. the Led Zeppelin of occult magic. He wasn't the first to do it. Speaking of Led Zeppelin, well, yeah, yeah, Jimmy Page bought his uh, his castle off Lake Loch Ness. Yes, he did. He did. He wasn't the first to do it, and he certainly wasn't the last. Hell, he probably wasn't even the most uh, impressive one to do it. But he was probably the most well known yeah. to do it ever. Yeah. And, well, is uh, he declared like the most evil man in the world by some newspaper? Yep, and his something. mother, and his mother, <laughs> and his own mother, the Beast, the Beast, six six six. Um. So when you look at Crowley's uh, ceremonial magic, things of that nature, um, I do agree with Bill Schnobel on this. Uh, it's a guidebook on how to summon these demons. Mm-hmm. And what's important to note here is, again, these demons, they're not, they're coming from a place of, uh, hmm, what's the proper term here? Bad? Yeah, they're coming from negative energy through the psyche. It's not, you're not calling, you know, the portal to hell and it's opening in your, your house. It is... It's all a big mind game. Mm-hmm. And that leads people to argue whether it's real or fake or hallucination. Regardless, results can be yielded through these things if you do it properly. It's true. And uh, what I'm getting at here is Crowley particularly misnumbers his steps. He, in the lesser key things of that nature, these guidebooks and how to do it, they're meant for high-level magicians. They're not meant for, you know, Joe Schmo off the street to come pick it up and read a verse and, oh, here it is. Yeah, you know? this guy that just uh, just joined and is now the professional, uh, as he self-proclaims, and he's just going to try to do this. It's not for him. Right, so they're purposely... The instruction manual is purposely written out of order and with missteps in it so that it can't be done by novices. It's meant to be done by scholars of magic. And for things like this to not be done correctly is extremely dangerous. Right. It could backfire enough to where you have a fucking mental breakdown. Your entire life could be ruined. Yeah, so stay away from occult magic. It's, it, I'll Unless tell you, you know what, what you're doing, man. If you, if you do, all, all um, you know, good, good for you. It's super, super interesting. Uh, occult magic is one of those things that is just... it's. I don't know for me it's it's very hard to grasp a lot. Oh, of course, I mean that's why we're novices. It takes me a long time. It's one of those topics where I can't sit down and like read it. It's like I have to read something and then like come back to it a couple of days yeah. later and like yeah, I'm the same way. What were they talking about? Like what the fuck does that mean? No, dude, like doing this kind of thing, like that's a huge aspect of it is discipline. Like yeah. in order to do a lot of these things, you need like insane amounts of discipline. Mm-hmm. That's like uh, that. That was one of the things that uh, was the downfall of of Crowley in that uh, ritual I was talking about yeah, he was earlier. Just like into it was like sex a, and party yeah, and really. Drugs. He was really into cum for some reason. He loved cum. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, hey man, sex is it's the seed of life. People call it a joke when it comes to occult magic. Sex is like 
one of the most powerful tools that you could use. Yeah, man, you're just making more people. It's like even look at like something as simple as like sigil magic. It's like you put your energy into it, and sec- ej- essentially ejaculating is like one of the highest energy moments you can have. Mm-hmm. And according to Bill Schnoblin, uh, also is sacrificing. Uh, be- I mean, you hear that all the time. Uh, you know, sacrificial lamb, because that fear and adrenaline and the ad- adrenochrome. Uh, you know, uh, fear and loathing fans. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, it's a real thing, and it's released upon death. And these things supposedly can just—they just hold insane amounts of energy that can be harvested to kind of do whatever the fuck you want with. Basically. And then the only reason I'm telling you this is to brace you for where this is going next. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to take a turn because this happens. Uh, there's a lot in the middle here. Of Bill Schnoblin. Uh, oh, this is another interesting story. Uh, we are big Evil Dead fans. Oh, yes, very much so. Um, Bill Schnoblin talks about how during this time there was an occult bookstore in Milwaukee that he would frequent. Naturally. And yes. they had a copy of the Necronomicon. <laughs> and funny enough, <laughs> in this interview, when the Necronomicon is brought up, the Book of the Dead, when it's brought up, Bill Schnoblin correctly mentions that the Necronomicon is a fictional book written by H.P. Lovecraft. And then within the same breath, he says, but it's also a very real and dangerous book. It's also 100% true. Do not believe me seconds ago. Where's this story going? Bill Schnoblin buys the fucking real Necronomicon (laughs) in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And he takes. You know, it's all fake, but he's also not following his own advice. Supposedly, uh, the guy who owned it first uh, drowned his daughter in the bathtub. Then the next guy who bought it, his cat, sprinted through a pane glass window and fell (laughs) thirteen stories to the floor. That's just a cat being a cat, dude. They're stupid. And then Bill Schnobin got his smart shit covered paws on that book. He did. He he got it next. Okay. All right, guys. The year. Sit down and relax because this is where we're going next. Close your eyes and imagine this isn't happening. You're in a dark room. The year is 1979. You're sitting around a candlelit black altar. Your wife is there with you and a couple of your closest acquaintances. Bill Schnoblin sits in the center of the table. He's wearing a robe. He slips it past his shoulders. The, the door behind him opens slowly. A man approaches him, shows his teeth, pulls Bill Schnoblin's head back, and thrusts his teeth into his shoulder. Billy Boy and is... Then, <laughs> <laughs> and then it's not over. It's not over. The man backs up, disrobes. He shows his right hand which has a talon-like finger on the middle finger. (laughs) He takes that finger and slices his own chest open like it's a piece of cheesecake and pulls (laughs) Bill Schnoblin's head in and lets him suckle like some type of pig suckling at its mother's teat. The night is not over, but Bill Schnoblin is officially a vampire. Vampire. He turns into a vampire. He claims... 
that he was a vampire for How so the fuck many was years. That? Was that a for story? many many years? He was a vampire. Jake, why don't you tell us a little bit about his vampire experiences? Do you remember any of these? I remember, uh, I remember a, a lot of the, of the initial uh, things he had to do leading up to what you yeah, just why, why uh, you, you just painted that? that picture. Why don't you tell um, us how he got to that moment in his room in the altar? Yeah, so apparently, uh, in order to become a vampire, one needs a lot of preemptive, uh, you know, like supplements, things like of that. Of course, right? Yeah, you need to take, uh, apparently, some sort of, like, herbs. Vitamin D. Yeah, vitamin D, a lot of uh, that kind of thing. But one of the main things that you supposedly really, really need to do and make sure that you do it all the time is Get ready. just an insane... Just gushing amount of cocaine. I'm talking gobs you need, of cocaine. You need like like have you ever like broken like like dropped a bag of flour and it like goes on the ground? No, no, no. I have a better one. Have you ever eaten frosted flakes? You know when you get to the bottom and there's all that dust? Yeah. Picture thirty five boxes of frosted <laughs> flakes <laughs> with all that dust just poured Think of onto the a driest table. snow that you've ever seen. Over an entire township, this guy has done that times Someone four. Someone stole the gold bond <laughs> all over the floor, and this guy's vacuuming it up like a fucking Roomba with his nose. Think, think of a baby powder bitch slap. Think of that yeah. every day in the morning for a year. And I, I believe he said uh, he took uh, that night. He he was on his fiftieth line of cocaine. Yeah, yeah just fiftieth. Five zero, not fifth. Five zero. Fiftieth line. I'm literally just imagining like like a two inch wide like just line of cocaine, and he just has this like the the you know like gift wrapping, how it's like wrapped up in those really long tubes. Yeah. I feel like he's just going at it with one of those, just like like that dream you had of you just no, like that was driving Mitch, around. Yeah, like the dream yeah, Mitch, Mitch had. had of you just like driving around in this cocaine covered area with just a really long straw. Yeah. That's that's just what I'm imagining. But yeah, he was on his 50th line of cocaine. Now paint this picture. And he was he was cresting just being ready. I want he you was to, almost ready. I want you to sit back down, get comfortable. If you're driving, please continue driving safely. Leave your eyes <laughs> please, open. Please keep your eyes on the road and obey the streets. If you're not driving, I would like you to sit down, possibly get a glass of water. Pause this, get a glass of water or beer and sit down. You might need some scotch or something. Lay down. Get really comfortable. Get in a very comfortable position. It's a few months later. (laughs) Bill Shinoblin is at the dentist's office. The dentist is doing his routine check and finds a cavity. So he says, Bill, I'm going to have to numb your mouth, and we're going to go right in on this cavity. And this is back in the day, right? Apparently, dentists weren't wearing gloves, or he went to some back alley dentist that also nothing did about this man is like something. the real version of what things are supposed to be. No, 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 no. So, okay, he's getting his uh, his cavity filled, correct? Okay, okay, yeah. The yeah. dentist has no gloves on, and the dentist <laughs> is inside of his mouth with his fingers. Yes. And the dentist suddenly pulls back in shock and awe. This man is freaking out because his fingers have gone numb. And that's exactly when Bill Schnoblin realized that the saliva of a vampire contains cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not kidding. I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the real story. He, uh... 
It's this, this supposedly this guy's fingers were coated with cocaine and they went numb. It can from cauterize being of his your mouth. wounds yeah. by injecting you with lethal doses of coke. Can we all agree, guys? Can we take a minute here and agree that Bill Stoblin was reading crazy books and doing a shit ton of coke, and he wasn't a vampire at all? He was just fucking drugged out, out of his fucking mind in the middle of Milwaukee, just like I'm a vampire, guys. <laughs> he's probably like eighty pounds. His fucking wife's like, "Honey, I made tomato soup," and he's like. It doesn't have it doesn't have blood in it, bitch. I want more. <laughs> One of the things that we forgot to mention was when he was doing the fifty lines of cocaine. After he was on his fiftieth line, that's when that situation you were describing with like the guy coming in and cutting his himself and like letting Bill like suckle him. Oh yeah, yeah that yeah, was yeah. immediately after he did his fiftieth line of cocaine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Bill. Um. <laughs> He goes on to discuss how he would hunt. Uh, he said he would have these blackout moments, and he would wake up not knowing if he had bad dreams of hurting and killing people or if he actually had done these things, which is just another uh, proverbial check mark in the drug addict column that I'm creating for us. Mm. Um, he was also working the night shift as a newspaper delivery man. Which makes sense because he couldn't be, uh, yeah, be, couldn't out, in be out in the sun. Yeah, he apparently exposed his hand once to the sunlight and it started to bubble up. And, okay, let me explain to you guys something. That's a real thing. Let me explain something to you here. Yeah. I want you to sit back down. Give me... There's another picture. <laughs> just ordering them around. There's another picture that will be painted. Okay, let's do this. If you want to become a true member of the occult universe, such as Dr. William Schnobelin, there's a simple choice that needs to be made in your life, okay? And it really comes down to this. If you want to take it to the next level, if you don't want to be a pussy, if you want to straight up be a fucking real occultist... An occultist G. You... The choice is very clear. You either become a vampire or... Or, or... Or you take or. the hipster route and you become a werewolf. And... Which will you choose? I'm not joking when I say that um, he, Bill Schnoblin was presented with a choice of becoming a werewolf. And... <laughs> wow. Yeah, he, that, was, that was the thing. He, he, uh, it was the choice between the werewolf and the vampire. So he went the vampire route. Because he said uh, being a werewolf was far too painful. And um, another little fun factoid from our buddy Bill... If you want to see what a real uh, werewolf transformation looks like... What was the movie called? The Howling. The Howling, yeah. And the reason they did this was because uh, the makeup looked so unrealistic. The CGI... Well, they didn't really have CGI, but the the animation was, they were trying yeah. to use looked so unrealistic that uh, the director just went and hired a real vampire, uh, real werewolf, sorry. Supposedly, to yeah. To come on the set and, and uh, transform on camera. Yeah, and that's what's in the movie right now. And if you want to be like us and go ahead and look this up, the scene of the transformation in The Howling, it Don't. is ridiculous. It's the worst <laughs> it's, fucking animation I've ever seen. It's not did you guys a ever real see, werewolf. Uh, did you guys ever see that movie Chicken Run? Yeah. It looks like that. 
it, that's it, what it looks it like. It doesn't look like Chicken Run. Are you uh, it joking? definitely does. It definitely does. Dude, like a Wallace it, and Gromit movie. It literally looks like just plastic with Vaseline. It's so shitty. It's just like it. Uh, There's just a but bunch of goo. There are stories of uh, vampires and uh, you know them scoping around people's houses and. They pray to Yeshua, and uh, he will protect them because uh, Bill, see, what the problem with Bill is he's way too cool to pray to Jesus. Yeah. He praises, uh, he praises Yeshua. Yeshua. You know, the old school shit, right? Yeshua and Yahweh. Yeah, and I mean, he never heard of Jesus when he was a kid, so. There's no Jesus know. and God. It's Yeshua and Yahweh. Exactly. And, um, yeah, I... I'm gonna tell you what. There's we could spend fucking an hour and a half talking about the werewolf vampire situation. I would like to throw in the added uh, thing that he had initiated at this point over 175 women into witchcraft. Yep. Yeah. 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 And supposedly, after he became a vampire, uh, they the higher level uh, ones of them, they they like really did not mind coming over every day and giving him their blood yeah small doses yeah, of blood he, uh, i believe he referred to them as his personal wine cellar yeah yeah he did <laughs> i completely forgot that yeah he's like yeah my personal wine cellar Dude, this shit's coming back he, uh, to me yeah it's freaking Dude, me out oh, again my god yeah and like apparently <laughs> he said every time he would get like just a very small amount to where they wouldn't have to like pass out or whatever and he would just like drink it and apparently it would be two or three minutes of ecstasy and then 24 hours, give or take, of pure hell. Right. Because he was very, very addicted to blood. Because, you know, as vampires are, you know. That's right? what they do. That is exactly what they do. He's, he also said that there were many points uh, when he would walk around at night where he would feel like he needed, he absolutely had to rip people apart and just feast upon them. That shit happens all the time. But you know why he didn't do it? Number one husband award. He thought that it would um, affect his marriage. Yeah. He thought that his life would, would crumble starting with his wife. He's like, I love my wife so much. I'm not going to tear this man apart. Um, yeah. So he chose to become a, a vampire uh, when he got a formal invitation to join the Illuminati. And there that you was go. part of the initiation was you had to choose which one you wanted to be. And apparently uh, the Illuminati, they send you like a certified letter. And what does that have, letterhead look like? No, I don't know. <laughs> It's got like a phallic symbol with like a skull on it. I don't know. <laughs> it's just hand drawn penis with a skull on a it's pyramid just or Mickey something. Mickey Mouse with a swastika. I don't know. But, yeah, yeah. So he did that, and um, also part of his initiation. <laughs> you ready for another story time, guys? Okay, this one's going to be even All right. nuts. All right, even sit on nuts. down with your scotch and. Uh, close We're going your eyes. to take you to the Cathedral of Pain. Oh my God. And you cannot get to this cathedral of pain by bus or car or boat or plane. No, no, it uh, it is otherworldly. It requires technology we do not have to get to this <laughs> one cathedral say, of pain. One could say the technology doesn't exist, um, nor the cathedral of pain. So, but still, let's keep going. Let's. How, say, do we, how do we get there? How do we get there? Right. How do so we get he there? So he was uh, he. He went to his... Uh, parents' house, right? Uh, yeah, it was his parents' he was, house. He was at his parents' house with his wife sleeping in uh, his, his room. Yeah, and he awoke. Uh, he was in Iowa at the time. He awoke, uh, as he puts it, and the damnedest thing happened. Uh, his wife had actually stayed home in Milwaukee, and uh, he was laying alone in his bed. 
And at first he thought it was a dream. Uh, he had he dreamt that he had been taken out of his bed and sort of levitated through the roof, and he was flying through space. He just shot through everything. He just went upward. And after so long, he realized that he was approaching the planet Saturn because, as he puts it, quote, of course, Saturn is obviously the easiest planet to identify because of the rings. Obviously, Bill. Obviously. Um... And as he got closer, he realized that uh, he was actually drifting towards one of the moons. Uh, as he got closer, he saw that the moon was entirely black and barren of light. It barely reflected the light of the sun. It sounds like he may have gone into a black hole. It looked like a piece of charcoal, as he puts it. Ah, so it was matte black. Uh, he got a little bit closer, and he saw this really insane-looking uh, temple. Trans-Ugothian Temple, as he puts it. Ah, uh, of course, Can I, of course. Hold on, let me take a break from the story time for two seconds to look up what trans... Trans-Ugothian? Trans-Ugothian. Yeah. Um, wow. Oh, it's... Uh, yeah, it's it's magic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a ritual uh, that... Uh, clearly, yes, It's a ritual course, that a uh, person believes they could tap into powers uh, from beyond the realm of reality that we live in. Anyway. Okay. Um, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there was a bunch of weird angles and postulant things sticking out that kind of looked like tumors surrounding this temple uh, on the moon. Okay. And, the moon uh, of Saturn, yes. He said that the outline of the building looked similar to that of the Denver airport, the the typical old Denver <laughs> airport, not the, the renovated <laughs> one that's coming. I completely forgot. He was like, yeah, I was soaring through space and went to this moon, and there was this temple. It looked like an airport in Denver. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But all black, though, right? Mm-hmm. With a bunch of tumors around it. So he's in this black temple on the moon, right? Yeah. Uh, he was led through the door, and inside was a guy who was kind of his mentor into the Illuminati. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he didn't realize if it was a dream or astral projection or an abduction or what was happening. But Bill noticed that he was standing there in uh, a white robe. Um, he, uh, The Period. guy, he refers to him as Master M uh, or Master H. He can't really remember. What? So, <laughs> so yeah. we're going to call him Master M. Master M says, welcome to the Cathedral of Pain. Nice. And Bill, he's stripped naked. He's standing completely butt naked in the middle of outer space. Can you believe it? He's just in the middle of outer space, <laughs> butt ass naked. It's got to be so Dick cold. Dick flapping in the fake wind. Oh, yes. Uh, so they they bring him in, and uh, the doors open, and uh, it creaked similar to that of like a horror movie, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, he said it was the biggest cathedral he'd ever seen. Um, the only illumination came from the walls. Um Instead of stained glass windows, they had uh, giant glass walls. And uh, inside these glass walls were the naked, mutilated corpses of men, women, and children. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And then uh, there was a giant fire going in the middle. And uh, Master M instructed him to go lay on the altar. And the altar was shaped like a giant trapezoid. Uh, you know, that's kind of satanic in its own yeah, right, the trapezoid figure. Cool. He was bound to the altar, and uh, he was kind of freaking out. As one probably would. Uh-huh. 
and uh, all of a sudden a shit ton of people came out, right? And they started chanting in French. And uh, they were chanting things like th- uh, that translated to blaspheme God, hail Satan, spit on God, cursed is God forever. They were repeating that over and over and over again. There you go, these hooded uh, hooded folks. Um, then a throne. He looked to the left, and there was a throne, kind of like where the altar would be in a Catholic church. Yep. And it was made out of steel girders, and over it was an inverted pentagram. Cool. All of a sudden, this being started appearing sitting on the altar. It was just a shimmering white light. And then it slowly turned into an angelic, beautiful, blonde-haired, really gorgeous male. Cool. And then the change became the goat-headed goat of Mendez. And if that's Satan. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. The goat of Mendez. So Satan's just a hot guy? And then it changed again, and it became that of a winged bull. Uh, <laughs> it kept right. kind of sauntering back and forth. Walking back, and then it was uh, changing forms between the goat of Mendez and the winged bull. Uh, it was easily 20 feet tall. And then what happened was this thing approached Bill Schnoblin and stuck its finger on Bill Schnoblin's forehead, to which he said felt like a searing hot white poker was on his head. Okay, all right. And then the next thing he knew, he was hurling back towards Earth. And landed like an asteroid in his backyard and yeah. left a giant <laughs> hole in the yeah. yard. And supposedly uh, that had caught some things and trees in the backyard on fire. Yes. And he uh, he just kind of wandered back into his house and went to bed. And uh, his parents had to wake up and deal with a forest fire in their backyard with a big crater. They had no idea. And uh, yeah, it was all due to their now very old son. Yeah. So. So. Then, okay, all this unfolds in the year... And he 19- was in the Illuminati. In the year 1980, uh, Bill sends his check to the Church of Satan. Because you got to pay him, like, monthly, yeah. Uh, I think it's yearly. Yearly. Annually. Yeah. got to pay your dues. And then um, the lady at the bank, uh, he filled out the check wrong or something, and she sent it back to him with... Uh, she wrote, I will be praying uh, for you in the name of God. And this is all it took to snap Bill Schnoblin out of uh, his <laughs> yeah, crazy, crazy yeah. reality. Yeah, he uh, he began to become very sick afterward. Yeah, yeah. And he quit being a vampire cold turkey. And then in 19- <laughs> which is something you can do. <laughs> and then in 1980, he joined the fucking Mormons. He became a Mormon. <laughs> and why did he join the Mormons? I believe it would was because his druid uh his druid teacher from back in the day said that if he ever got in spiritual trouble that he should join the Mormons because guess who started the Mormons? Witches. Yep. Witches and warlocks. You're goddamn right. And they the Mormon religion is supposedly a guise for witches and warlocks to uh come off as very uh nice, you know? But still do whatever the fuck they want. But yeah, so Bill Schnoblin's a Mormon, and he's born again. Uh, you know, he's doing the typical shit, and uh, he joins them because he feels comfortable, because according to him, Mormons are more into the occult than any other organized religion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Something he's familiar with, so he decided to do that. There you go. 
Um, so he he's in the church. He's donating money, blah blah blah. Then one day, bim bam boom, he decides that there's a lot that goes into that. But I'm just going to jump over. Yeah, that. I mean, there's. He decides that yeah. uh, the Mormon savior is a false savior and it's a joke and it's blasphemy, and he becomes a devout old-school Catholic who is extremely aggressive in his beliefs and says uh, the Mormons are evil. Yep. And a little fun, one final story time for you guys. Yeah, okay? let's do it. Let's do it, man. Um, He says that um, he, they were building a Mormon temple, and he put a Bible into the foundation of the Mormon temple okay. so that the temple would be built on the word of God. And he wow. chuckles about this <laughs> because then he also says, that uh, underneath these Mormon temples, there are underground tunnels, because Mormons are actually uh, reptile humanoids. Oh yes, I had forgotten about. They this cannot part. show themselves above the surface of the ground, so they go underground to become who they really are. Which uh, he says about forty percent of Mormons, active Mormons in the church, are shape-shifting reptiles that worship uh, the Mormon god. Wow. Yeah. I had no idea, really. Uh, I thought uh, Mormonism was just a cult that had turned into an actual religion. Uh, no, they're reptiles. Somewhere down the line. Because, they're uh, reptiles, bro. Get your shit together. Uh, Joseph Smith was a reptile. I don't know. What about Brigham Young, maybe? Dude, he talks about so much shit that, like, I had to skip Every, about Everything eight, is something crazy. I had to than skip you think about eight and a half hours worth of shit he's talked about. No, yeah. Like the, uh, what is it? What's, what's it called? The uh, Conversations with an Ex-Vampire. Yeah, it's Interview like an, with an Ex-Vampire. Interview with an Ex-Vampire. A nine-part yeah, series. And they're each like an hour long. Or more. Or yeah. more. It's it about is, ten hours. This, that's what made us go crazy the first time we did this. Is we were just endlessly watching this guy. And <laughs> in the interview... <laughs> Like the setting that they're in, I'm I'm pretty sure it's just a green screen. It's like her garage. It's like her garage or something, but it's like just a woman and him, and then there's like a green screen of like this beautiful background with I don't know. It's a lot to look at. It is really a lot to look at for a long time, and the shit he says just doesn't help it at all. We'll just fire off a few things. He says that uh, uh, typical of Mormons, they see visions of their loved ones that have passed on. Mm. And um, he says that these are all demons, and uh, they're <laughs> coming to corrupt okay. you. Yeah, and you need to pray in the name of Yeshua to render these demons useless. And okay. um, guys, there's so much information about this guy that it's so hard to grasp. And honestly, it's fun for for a person like me. It's fun for the first no, maybe two hours. And then after that, it becomes so fucking tedious. No, because yeah, he's the most like self-righteous, arrogant, stubborn piece of shit that's ever talked about anything in the universe. He acts like his shit doesn't stink. He acts like he knows everything about everything. No, it's really true. And he's full of shit. Yeah. Like he says, yeah. uh, Fantasia and Harry Potter teaches witchcraft to children and that they're witchcraft 101. Yeah. You shouldn't let your kids watch anything like that because it glamorizes evilness and it turns people away from God. No, Yeshua, sorry. Yeah, so sorry, hard. Yeshua. Even though it's a lot of things that he's partaken in and uh, throughout his life. and Oh, and he's... Apparently uh, been in the uh, top ranks of. He's an avid anti-vaxxer and flat earther. Yeah, he's a flat earther, too? Extremely. <laughs> 
Dude, oh can my I go god. On? Can I talk about this for a minute? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll get into it. He's doing seminars now. Like, he still does seminars and conferences and congregations and stuff. But uh, I'll get into what he does at those uh, yes. after you go ahead. Okay. I said it earlier in this episode. Vaccinate your fucking kids. I know that this is America. I know you have the freedom to do what you want. I don't want to tell you that what you're doing is wrong. For the sake of humanity, just do it, okay? <laughs> if Okay, here's the thing. There's two camps. Either you believe in God, which if you believe in God, God created everything, which means God created disease, but God also created a way to curb those diseases by getting fucking vaccinated. There you go. And if you don't believe in God, if you're more of a science person, uh, science says get fucking vaccinated because that's what science does. Yeah. And, and if you believe in God, guess who made science? Yeah. Guess who did that? And if you're one of those crazy, like, new age, like, my daughter doesn't need a chicken pox vaccine. I have all the cinnamon root and ginseng that she needs. Mm-hmm. You need help. You really need help because yeah. cinnamon root and citrus peels do not fucking cure diseases. I'm sorry they don't. And neither do rocks. Rocks do not <laughs> cure disease. Rocks, stones crystals i think they call them you can believe uh, in it i don't judge like it's fine but you cannot put a rock in the fucking moonlight and say that it will cure your disease because trust me it won't and if it does you have some magical rock that's not from this planet yeah and then yeah. this also brings me to flat earth um the earth isn't flat. don't be stupid like it's very simple do not be stupid and it started as a meme yeah, it did. It's, it started as, like, a joke, and then people started, like, actually trying to, like, prove it. And then in in that, yeah, what follows is people actually starting to believe it. And it's just like, well, that's, if you believe that's the, not true. If you believe the Earth is flat, I want to ask you a few questions. First off, explain mountains. <laughs> just do that Just the look on your face. Explain mountains. Um, second it. off, if the Earth is truly flat, how come we cannot use a telescope to see the end of the Earth? Because if we can use a telescope to see fucking Saturn, how come we can't <laughs> use it to just look left and be like, hey, look, it's an endless void to the left of us. You can't do that, can you? And second off, read a book. Um, and that- also, um, I don't know if you guys are aware of this. Uh, I've actually been talking about this a lot recently. Um they figured out what the problem is. What's the problem? When you take pictures, satellite images from space, mm-hmm. sometimes the Earth does technically look flat in these images. And the only reason that is is because we do not have the camera definition to take a camera into fucking outer space and get the highest quality 4G photo available. You can't do it. It does make sense. But if you really think the Earth is flat, don't vaccinate your kids. <laughs> Perfect. All right. But yeah. if you think we're to live by, if you know the Earth is round, please vaccinate your children. Yeah, dude. Has there has any like f- like legitimate flat earther who actually believes it and is not just in on the joke? H- have have any of them ever like gone on top of like a hill, or like I don't think so. or like climbed slightly up like to a mountain or something like that, or, or just been in a really open area, or because you plane. can see the curve if you go in an airplane. You can tell that the Earth is curved. Yeah. 
Or if you look at the sunrise or the sunset, <laughs> if you stop looking at your computer screen, everything on a computer is flat. But if you open your it's fucking true. door, it's not flat. Look at trees, <laughs> man. That shit isn't flat. Print out a picture of the world. What is that? It's That's just, a flat earth right there. Yeah, so seriously, I don't want to be that guy that's like telling you what to do, but man. Don't vaccinate your kids if I, you I also have a earth. question. I This is a genuine question. The people that say that vaccines cause autism, I raise one simple question to you. Would you rather have a child with autism or a dead child? That is a great point. Like, why are they painting autism as some, like, evil thing? It's like, yeah, definitely, it's So anti-vaxxers are even worse in that they would rather uh, kill their child than have it become uh, mentally handicapped. Yeah, it's like, dude, autism, yeah, it'd be super difficult. Life is hard, yeah, I mean, you're going to have to go jump through some hoops. But wouldn't that be better than having your kid die? Mm. I don't understand. I never understood the rationale behind that. I think it would be better. Um, if you prefer a dead kid to a kid with autism, uh, go fuck yourself because you're you're a bad person. Yeah, yeah. That's my spiel. I'm sorry. That was very off Schnoblin, but <laughs> but you know people he, like uh, Schnoblin. Yeah. If they get a voice, so do I. And my voice says if you disagree with factual information and keeping people alive, you're not a good person. I'm sorry. You are not. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Bill's still kicking though. He somehow survived with uh, without uh, the vaccinations, but uh, or maybe he got him and then changed his mind like oh, he did he with everything else. Uh, he everyone, probably did. Anyone that is anti-vaccination has their fucking vaccinations. Yeah, yeah. I wonder why. But uh, but yeah. So he's still kicking. He's. Yeah, uh, I, I got my vaccination and I still get the cold sometime, man. That shit doesn't work. It's like uh, okay, that's. I had mono. That's not okay, at all. Explain uh, that, sir. Mm. I'm sorry. Mm, mm. I'm sorry. No, no, fuck those people. But yeah, he's still uh, he's still kicking. He's still doing seminars, conferences, congregations. He uh, and uh, you know he's a minister. He uh, supposedly talks about at the, at these things his spiritual warfare and liberation, uh, Torah studies and Hebraic roots of faith, uh, health, addictions, and healing, both spiritual and physical, and uh, apologetics for the Bible and Bible study. He talks about UFO phenomenon. I'm sure he does. And he examines, uh, you know, various religious uh, cults and groups, including but not limited to the Mormons, uh, Freemasons, uh, Jehovah's Witnesses, and witches. Nice. So he's still just uh, talking about it all. And he has written, like, so many goddamn books. Like, I, I'm pretty They're sure... They're falling off the shelves. I know, dude. He's probably written, like, 40 or so books. I don't have a specific number, but I was just perusing his uh, his, oh, his personal like website, and every single thing, every single like thing you can click on, it's just like, yeah, here's 27 books that he wrote on it. It's like okay, but yeah, that, Bill, that's the Billy quick, boy. that's the quick and fast rundown on Bill. Yeah, it really is. I, I mean, uh, this was already way better than the the last one. No, it was. I do want to say one thing, kind of on off topic. Yeah, yeah, what um, do you mean? Uh, anyone that uh, particularly knows me knows that uh, growing up, I've I've gone back and forth between uh, religion, not not anywhere near to a Bill Schnobel. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, yeah. Um, I was raised Catholic. I was confirmed uh, in the Catholic Church, and uh, that day, actually, in the parking lot, my parents talked to me and they said, "You know what? You did what we asked. You know, you got confirmed. That's fine. Uh, if you don't want to go back to church." 
it's on you. Like you're you're old enough. You don't you can decide not to go back. And since that day, I've never gone back to church once. Really? Um, I dabbled with the idea of Buddhism. Only because I thought it was funny. I don't really know why. <laughs> yeah, we were in that class together. Yeah, was, uh, yeah, yeah, meditation and poetics. He talked about Buddha all the other. I dabbled way. in Buddhism. I never actually like did anything other than just like read about it. And, like, mm. oh, that's interesting. Yeah, just like I could get behind this. Then uh, I got kind of heavy into uh, the Church of Satan. Never like actually did anything. I just like really got down with like what they were talking about. Yeah, why not? And then. Pretty much after that, I was just like a hardcore atheist. And then now, maybe I just like mellowed out. I don't particularly believe in a bearded man god with sandals uh, standing up there. No. But uh, I, I probably, be- I'd say I I believe in something. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck I don't know what is. the fuck it is either, man. I'm, I'm, pre- I'm pretty much at the same uh, point in my life. I'm just like, there's probably something. I will admit, there's probably something. The longer I'm alive, and the more shit I see, the more it's like, man, there's something. <laughs> Whether it be an alien or a fucking blue orb sphere monster, I don't know what it is. It's something, and it, maybe Godzilla. I don't know. It's something. Yeah, it's something, man. It's pro- uh, what's the one true religion? Probably a mixture of voodoo and Methodist. Yeah, Krusty yeah. the Clown. Krusty said the it. Clown. But uh, yeah, so I'm. I, did, I don't know, I wanted to throw that out there because it's like, I don't want to sit here and like sound like I'm cracking jokes at what Bill Schnobelin believes, but if you actually like try to look into the things he talks about, uh, you'll find out that he's full of shit. A lot of it's just out of thin air. And, and not uh, real. Yeah, but he believes it so hard that he's he's very convincing. That he's made he it is real. very convincing. He's, he's made a literal career out of it his entire life. So there he is, the Catholic Billy satanic witch, vampire, uh, occultist, sex Almost magic. Almost werewolf, coke addict, uh, Psychic vampire, um, Milwaukee uh, connoisseur. Level 90 Freemason. Um, yeah, he, that was something we didn't really touch on a lot, but after he got into Satanism, he decided it wasn't hardcore enough and he he wanted to join Masonry. Yeah, he he did get into like hardcore Satanism, like uh, the Temple of Set, yeah, and things like that, where like he actual, straight up worships the actual devil, Satan, yeah. praise to the devil, and you know, not the pussy Levian Satanism, and believe Satan Satanism. I'm thinking Scientology now with yeah, Satan's Satan levels off the yeah, charts. Satan levels. Shout out to you, Griff. But um, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, like the Temple of Set, uh, yeah. the Order of the Black Ram, shit like that, like yeah. real intense shit. Mm-hmm. Um, that stuff's crazy. It's actually interesting too. I think I talked about that in one episode, where the theory has been proposed that um, in the uh, what is it, the Book of Genesis, mm-hmm. where Adam and Eve uh eat the apple. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know the book. Eve eats the apple, and then Adam's well, yeah, like, she what? gives it to Adam, and then it just, that's yeah. just again, that's just another. It, the book was written by men. And that was just a way to make women lesser than no, yeah, by saying true. you fucked up before we did, but we made this. Yeah, be this subservient to us. You fucked us in in the, all of reality. This is like, essentially uh, what men mm. said to women. They were like, "We made the same mistake you did, but since you did it first, you're wrong. You That's fucked up first. Happened. You messed up first. Yeah, it's, it's like okay, it's child's play. Yeah, but um, according to a lot of like actual like luciferians they say that 
it's a it's a pretty rational theory that uh you know the tree of knowledge was forbidden and supposedly the tree of knowledge would provide you with the knowledge and understanding of the universe that God has and the devil the one who f- not forced but coerced Eve mm-hmm. into munching on that delicious uh what is it granny smith probably a granny smith maybe a uh I don't know. I don't, it was a Granny Smith. What's the other Smith. one? It's it like Granny Smith and Michigan like, Red. Yeah. Then they got the, the fa- Ambrosia. Ambrosia. It's nice. probably an Ambrosia. <laughs> um, yeah, so they, according to them, they think that perhaps the devil was trying to help humanity by showing them the light, the bringer of light, yeah. Lucifer. Evening the playing field. Showing them that God was hiding secrets from them. Bam, bam, boom, there you go. Just a quick breakdown of some interesting theories out there. God just wanted to look at boobs. And then she ate that, and she was like, I can't have God just looking at my boobs. Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah. That's it for me, y'all. That's Billy Schnobel. Ed Schneebly, School of Rock. Bill Schnoblin. Bill Schnoblin. This is Grant. Uh, We'll see you next time, y'all. Yeah, this is Jake. Hello. Um... We are starting a cult. We are. Uh, yeah, follow us on all the stuff. We have all the things. We got Twitter, Instagram. We're on Libsyn. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, we're also on uh, Patreon. And again, we got some cool stuff up there if you just want to donate monthly up to uh, as little as $1 a month. And we got some cool shit up there. So go ahead and do that. It helps us. We need more mics. Obviously, this is a very rare occasion that I have my own microphone. So, yeah. So we can keep giving you guys the talks. We love you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.